My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Take a stitch. <laughs> Always. I'm so happy we took a little break and I've missed Nicole Aww. and so I'm so excited she's back. I'm here. Yay. Yay. I was like so ready for her today. I had everything. She was, I was ready. ready. I was like, where are you, Nicole? Get here, get here. And she's like, hi. And I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm so Let's excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Yay. So... <laughs> <laughs> also, we're doing a little switcheroo this week. I'm going to be doing story time. Oh, yeah. Give Miss Nicole a break because she's been on the road. Oh, I need a break. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm in the driver's seat today. Miss Nicole's going to be doing our stitch. I'm really excited. I am you guys so, so cute. <laughs> excited for what she's going to talk about today. But speaking of stitches, what yes. has you in stitches this week? I'm, I'm doing a mom brag. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> I love mom brag. Mom brag. Yay. My eldest. Okay. I don't know if any of you still have this happening at your schools but we do <laughs> this is new for us I think and I, I think because COVID happened and it just like went downhill but we had spelling bees <gasps> the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee I was directing that show uh when I had my oldest yeah yeah so she would come to rehearsals with Aww. me and just kind of like lay there and listen she was teeny tiny little baby I love and she'd start that singing with some of them she'd just sit there and she just like a couple months old and she'd just sit there and go <laughs> it was Wait, so cute. Which one is about? Remind me the languages one. I speak six languages. That's what I like. Yeah. I love that one. I don't know why. That one stuck it's in my so head. so good. Anyway, yeah. but that's a good one. Anyway, so yes, we have spelling bees across each grade. And my eldest made yes. it. Yay! And I was like, in my head, the whole uh -huh. time I was there, I'm like, like go, don't go out first. Don't go out don't first. Go out don't first. go out first. That's the goal. That's yeah, the goal. Yeah, yeah. Just just go just in the keep middle. Going. Just so nobody like is like, oh yeah. poor buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And it's funny because it almost like brought flashbacks of Wheel of Fortune. Oh yeah. Because you're on stage <laughs> in front of people. And that's uh -huh. what totally gets people. I, I know these kids could spell some of these words. Yeah. And like one girl got out like on final because she spelled finally. Oh, and I think it just got yeah. in her head, you know, yeah. and I was like, these poor little kids. But, you know, they, they were so cute. And I yeah. was clapping them all. Dude, mine took first place. Yes, he did. I'm so proud. So. She's like, she's like, look. And she sent me pictures. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. That's so cool. I was so happy. I'm so proud of yeah. your little boy. Yeah. He's so cute. Uh, I'm so oh, proud. Oh, I love him. Makes my heart big. It I was does. like going to work that day after. And I was like, yeah. Flying high. Yep. <laughs> On that mom my high. Kid, it's so cool. Yeah. I was like, you're going to get a cool dinner. And oh. Yeah. And then his teacher. Like beaming. Yes. I can just see his little face just like. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't smile all the way. He's like, <laughs> like teeth are closed. And He's his so teacher cute. texts me later and she's like, I was like, hey, good job again. Because she took pictures and sent them to me. And uh -huh. um, and I was like, yeah, I'm so proud. I'm such a proud mom. And he's like, he was proud too. You can see. Aww. I was like, I know. And he wore his medal home. He wore oh, it everywhere. I love it. So, hey, good job. Kiddo. Good job, buddy. I'm, I'm so proud of him too. Thanks. I have a spelling bee story <gasps> when I was in fourth grade, I think. Uh -huh. Fourth or fifth grade. 
I, w- I entered the spelling bee at my school because the thing was, if you, we had like a, a little spell off, I guess, in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And if you were selected from the classroom to go to the school spelling bee, you got to you got A's for spelling the rest of the semester. Seriously? Yes, because wow. you would have you would you and your partner would just go sit in the hallway and spell words because we had the little blue book that of is all the so spelling cool. words. Yeah, yeah. So we go in the hallway and we spell words, and I was like, well, I don't want to do spelling. Yeah. So I was able, like, I beat the class, and what? so it was me and another girl, and so we would go out into the hallway and practice spelling, and then when the actual spelling bee came. Mm-hmm. I was like so nervous and I had this like really cute dress on. It was the 80s. So it was like, you know, hot pink sweater dress, right? Nice. <laughs> I can see it. And I was like so ready to spell and I had like a mullet haircut. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so I'm like up there. My first word is adjacent and I oh, missed it. That's a hard word. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I don't remember what my second word was, but I missed oh, it too. I'm so sorry. I was the first one out. Yay. Uh, the goal of not to do. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's not like it scarred me and I remember it like 30 <laughs> years later. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> you totally scarred. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I use that as my excuse for not being able to spell for I don't even know how many years. I'm like, Aww. I'm traumatized from the spelling bee. I don't want to spell, spell ever anymore. again. <laughs> no more spelling. I'm so sorry. But I was okay. No worries. I think I turned out adjacent okay. Adjacent is a hard adjacent, word. Yeah. What is that? A-D-J-C-E-N-T. Now you know That's it. how you spell it. Well, you've got it I now. It's like en- engraved word. in your... Yes. You should probably get a tattoo of it. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, well, what has you in stitches? I'm so proud of you. Okay, so so mine, this was like freaky. This happened a couple weeks back Uh and I texted you and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to use this for my stitch. It's scary. Yeah. So I am in my living room. It's probably 11 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. and my husband is back in his office doing work Mm -hmm. because CPA, tax season, we, you know, we're working. Right. So, and I was out here editing the podcast. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. And so it was quiet because I was, you know, obviously listening to the podcast. And then I heard footsteps outside my window. So I'm sitting right where I was. I'm on the couch in my living room. The Mm -hmm. window is right next to me. And I hear footsteps. And there's, we have a a planter bed outside the window, but it's got rocks and stuff in it. So you hear feet crunching on the rocks. Not cool. So you can't really tell how big the thing is or what you know what's going on but it was definite footprints but yeah you can hear it enough so it's got to be heavier than like a mouse or something yeah 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 it's not like a little bug running around yeah so I was like oh snap what's going on yeah and so window I jump up I run back to the other end of the house and I get my husband I'm like somebody's outside yeah and so he bolts up and runs out the door and he's like looking around and it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm scared. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go out there. But he's like so brave and he's just like, I'm going to find who's at my house. And it's <laughs> nobody. Reminds me of the alien uh, episode. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And nobody's there. Okay. There's nothing. And so we, we go back inside and I start hearing this kind of like, oh, kind of a moaning sound. Oh, no. Nope. I'm like, is that my kids? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like looking and I walk to my bedroom window, which is on the opposite side of the house from where I was, right. from where I heard the footsteps. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what is going is on? Happening? And I go to my window and it's getting louder and louder. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is that? And all of a sudden I hear, Wah! and I'm like, oh, it's cats. 
there are cats outside and it was a total cat fight and I started like pounding on the window because they're in the bushes outside my window and I'm pounding on the window and they dart out of the bushes and they're rolling around and I see the cats and I'm like it's definitely a cat fight and I and I'm like Sam it's a cat fight and he runs out the front door to break up the cat fight oh he got Uh, him yeah 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 he broke it up good I was like oh it was Shadow our outside cat and he got into a fight with some random cat that we don't even know so I was really mad. I was like, leave Shadow alone. Yeah, He's go a away. good buddy. Shadow's the farm cat. He's yeah. He's the farm cat. He is the farm cat. And he is, no offense, pumpkins, wherever Aww, you are. He's pumpkins. my inside cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Shadow takes care of all the rodents outside for us. He uh, takes care of all of the farm animals. That's a good He's kitty. He's a good boy. Yeah. He helps get pumpkins back inside when he runs <laughs> out the door. <laughs> Stay inside. Yeah, he's a good cat. Aww. And so I was so sad. I was like, no, he can't fight. So I gave him extra food. And I was like, buddy. He's okay though, right? You oh, yeah. He's totally fine. Okay. Yeah. But that's scary. Yeah, it was scary. I would not want to hear footsteps outside no. and be like, what is that? So I still don't know what that I'm saying. Okay, it was the cats uh, sure. walking around outside. Mm-hmm. But it was on the other side of yeah, the house. And cats are light on their feet. <laughs> They're not going to be crunching. Yeah. But we're going to go with it was cats. <laughs> what did I say? What did I tell you what it was? I forgot. I, was like, I don't no, know. It's not. I always give you the creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Black-eyed kids. Yeah. Black-eyed kids. Like, it's not black-eyed kids. Stop it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad it was just cats. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad Shadow's okay. Shadow's okay. I don't know that what was making the, the crap out of me. Down, but yeah, yeah, it was it was an exciting moment. You're having some weird farm things, though. You keep telling me. You're hearing things. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's okay i mean it's an old house true it's not like super old but no you know, no it's like it's old enough that yeah. you know My. it's seen some things yeah <laughs> but i'm like talking about creepy things and i'm looking at what's hanging off your microphone <laughs> so i'm so ready is it time to get to stitch time yeah let's, let's get, get stitching, Guys ready? I'm so ready. It's so you cute. know it's gonna be Namagurumi. Yeah. <laughs> so in the theme of this week's podcast episode, I made a little bag. Yes, you did. He's so cute. He's so cute. So I chose one that you can hang upside down. Yeah. So I did a deep dive and and try to find bat amagurumi. And you can find a bunch on Etsy and pay yeah. for them. Yeah. Sure, sure. But I was like, I want something free. <laughs> but cute. <laughs> Yeah. Free and cute. Free and, that's and hard cute. to find. It can be hard to find. What is that? <laughs> so, you know, I could have tried to make my own and I didn't want to do that again. But Ollie and Holly, you used <gasps> Ollie, Ollie and Holly, Holly before. Yes, I have. Yeah. So Ollie and I did Holly. The, that was where I got the alien. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sh- they made a, uh, a really cute free Halloween bat ornament. And it, like I said, it this one hangs upside down it's so cute um, i love it she's got it hanging off her microphone right now guys yeah. it's so cute it's, our, it's gonna be our mascot today our little mascot. Uh, but it's super cute it's the it's a super simple easy amigurumi uh head and body feet and, and ears are all if you've done amigurumi before it's very easy the hardest part were the wings the wings i gotta tell you this was crazy for me because i'm gonna show you and well, i'm gonna talk you through it because with the wings, she's showing you kind of diagrams on how to make sure you're doing it right. And I still didn't get it the first time. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and I messed up and I had to do it again. Um, 
but because you're you're making these shapes, right? You're kind of doing these spike shapes. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to do, you know, chain 21. And then you have to do 14 single crochets, five half double crochets, chain two and turn. Easy. Right. Okay. Then you got six half double crochets, eight single crochets, three slip stitches, turn. Okay, good. Fine. 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 But then you got to look at the photo and it's like skip a stitch. Then you got to do these like slip stitches, single crochets, half double crochets, four double crochets, chain two. Cool, cool, cool. Keep going. It's fine. The hardest part is row six because you have to chain two and then single crochet into two second chain from the hook. So this threw me off. So this mm -hmm. is it, right? And then you yeah. gotta go back. But I totally thought it was like within the row. So I just kept going. Oh, not like back a little from bit. The hook. Yeah, from the hook. Yes. So I that's gotten lesson. me before too. Right? Having to okay. Get, go from the hook. Yeah. But what? Uh, but what stitch were we doing? I think it was the star stitch. Oh, okay. Yeah, where I had to chain three, and then I had to go into the second chain from the hook, and then the and come back the third. And then go yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Threw me off. Yeah. I didn't like that, Aww, but I figured it you out. You did. I figured it, it out. So He's cute, okay. guys. And then the other kind of weird part that I, and then Angela said it that I should have done because I just bought some Mod Podge was they recommend to do a mixture of half glue, like Elmer's glue and half water. Yeah. Mix it up and then spread it on the wings. To stiffen them up. To so that stiffen they stay them up. Nice yeah. Because yeah. if I did it, it would totally like wrap yeah, around, which isn't bad. They're still a little floppy. Oh, but it, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's not perfect. And he's got a gimpy ear. Oh, but see, that's what makes him have character. That's true. I, you know, perfect things are not as fun as imperfect things because it gives them just yeah. that little bit extra. It's he's makes it different, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Makes so my awesome. little baddie the bat. Yay. So check out, like I said, hollyandholly.com. Again, it is a free Halloween bat ornament amigurumi pattern yes and i'll put the link on our pages we have a, i don't know if you've ever checked out our website anybody hey. <laughs> but on our pages there is all the links that i'm using for my research plus whenever we use a pattern for crochet i put that link in there yes you do so if you go to podbean.com they do host our little pages our, right. our website you can go to podbean.com and look up the ominous stitch podcast and you can see everything that we talk about, all of our notes from the show, any pattern that we use, we post on the show, like Nicole said. You can also click on the little button and become a patron Yay! if you so like. We're going to do a quick patron shout out. Yes. We have a new patron, we Nicole. We have another patron. Yay. Thank you, Kate. Hey, Kate. thanks, Kate. Kate Schwartz Hubbard. Yes. We love her. She is awesome. She sends us all kinds of stories and, and she decided to become a patron and just take that extra step. So thank you, Kate. Yeah, you're, you're awesome. awesome. Thank you. And if you guys become a patron, maybe you'll be the lucky recipient of a little Batty the Bat because we do send <gasps> yes. our patrons little homemade homemade gifts. So. Yep, depending on how much you pledge. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. So check out, out check the bat out. And oh, and we just, we forgot to mention too. Yes. This week's theme yes was a request from our first patron <gasps> oh it was yes so this week's theme vampires, vampires. in case you haven't guessed that was a request from miss Brittany renee That's so right. Brittany, this one's for you Yay. i hope i do you proud so with that is it story time yeah okay OK, 
Okay, Stitchers. So like we mentioned, this week's story time is a request from one of our patrons, Miss Brittany. So I hope you do proud, Brittany. We are talking vampires. vampires. We didn't get a we didn't get a guest though. Sorry. No, we didn't get <laughs> we didn't get an interview with a no, vampire. But it. I did find interviews <gasps> with vampires. What? So we'll get to Yay, that. Good job. I'm excited. <laughs> I kind of gave Nicole a little spoiler. I'm like, oh yeah. They're vampires. They're real. They're they're out there. And I found some interviews. So I'm we're going so to excited. talk about how vampires exist in modern day society. Oh, right. Yeah. Because there are. Because they're there. Huh? They're, they're there. And there's groups of people that are vampires. And we'll talk about what that means and what that looks like in today's society. It's so cool. But we'll get there. Before okay. we get there, yes. let's talk about where vampires came from. Love it. Go. The origin story of vampires. So vampires originated in ancient Greece. Greece. Yeah, not oh, okay. in Eastern Europe. <laughs> yeah, not in Eastern Europe like yep. we tend to think, but they're an idea from ancient Greek culture. Interesting. They're even mentioned in the Bible. There's a vampire that's mentioned in, I think, Proverbs or something <gasps> like that. Whoa. Right? Whoa. Crazy, right? Okay. Okay. They were called Rikolikos. Did I say that right? Oh, oh disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to butcher so many things you can do it it's okay. so many names you got you got this. i tried we like tried. We, we looked them up yeah. and i'm still i know i'm gonna butcher them and i apologize i don't <laughs> speak so hungarian cute. no <laughs> i don't speak greek i don't speak a lot of these slavic languages even though my family part of my family is from croatia and we'll talk about croatia coming into Ooh, play in okay. a little bit but I still don't speak any of the languages. So I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher everything, but I'm going to try really hard. You're going to do so great. So they were called Vrikolikos. Okay. And were considered to be harmful, undead creatures in Greek folklore. They share similarities with numerous other legendary creatures, but are generally equated with the vampire of the folklore of the neighboring Slavic countries. Fun. So vampire. Harm, harmless. You said harmless. N- harmful. Harmful. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Harmful. Way. Oh, oh no undead okay. creatures yeah oh. well yeah when you're undead i think it's gonna be good. <laughs> during this time stories were told of creatures that attacked people in their sleep oh. and drained their bodily fluids so it didn't necessarily have to be blood it could be other things vampires exist my mind as... is not in the right place <laughs> <laughs> well yes oh, really? there are vampires that do that and we'll talk about who they are in other cultures but we'll get there in a second you're creeping me out here okay okay Tales of walking corpses that drank the blood of the living and spread plague flourished Mm. in medieval Europe in times of disease, and people lacking a modern understanding of infectious diseases came to believe that those who became vampires preyed first upon their own families. Does that make sense? So in medieval times, people didn't understand how disease spread. Right. And we know now that it's proximity. So if mm-hmm. somebody in your family gets sick, it's most likely that you're, you're going to be sick because sick. you are right next to them. And you're breathing all over them. Right. We know that. And so they thought that vampires would prey upon their own families sure. because they would die <laughs> sooner than later. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so sad. They didn't understand it. They it's didn't okay. understand. Research from the 20th and 21st centuries has posited that characteristics associated with vampires can be traced back to certain diseases, such as, here's a word that I'm going to butcher, porphyria, P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-I-A, 
poor. <laughs> Your spelling bee time. Poor Freya. <laughs> I know. It all comes back. That's okay. okay. Which makes one sensitive to sunlight. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Tuberculosis, mm-hmm. which causes wasting. Pelagra. Pelagra. Yes. Pelagra. Okay. A disease that thins the skin. Ooh. And rabies, <gasps> which causes biting and general sensitivities that could lead to repulsion by light or garlic. Yeah. Really? Yes. Rabies makes you not apparently garlic. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I've never heard of that. It's so huh. interesting. So vampire myths were especially popular in Eastern Europe. Which is what we associate that with, right? Mm -hmm. And the word vampire most likely originates from that region. Digging up the bodies of suspected vampires was practiced in many cultures throughout Europe. And I'm going to go through some popular ideas of what vampires looked like in other cultures in just a second. Okay. And it is thought that the natural characteristics of decomposition, Mm -hmm. such as receding gums and the appearance of growing hair and fingernails, reinforced the belief that corpses were in fact continuing some manner of life after death. Also, possibly contributing to this belief was the pronouncement of death for people who were not dead. Uh, We've talked about this before, how they started doing the lying in wake, where Mm -hmm. you would just wait. Just making sure they're actually dead. Are you really dead? We're going to give you three days to wake up. And if you don't wake up, we'll tie a bell around your finger and Mm -hmm. bury you. And then if you ring the bell, oh, whoopsie, our bad, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the constraints of medical diagnosis at the time, people who were very ill or sometimes even very drunk (laughs) and in a coma or in shock were thought dead and later miraculously recovered sometimes too late to prevent their burial right yeah the for whom the bell tolls belief in vampires led to such rituals as staking corpses through the heart before they were buried In some cultures, the dead were buried face down to prevent them from finding their way out of their graves. (laughs) Face down doesn't help. Face down. You can't really move around in a coffin once you're face down. I I know. It's like, where am I? Yeah. (laughs) I'm dead. Yeah. So now I'm going to just go briefly. This kind of, we know the popular ways of how to become a vampire. You get bit by a vampire and you mm-hmm. have to drink their blood. That's mm-hmm. kind of how we, mo- the modern day thinking of this. Uh, interview of the vampire ruined me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it ruined a lot of people. But so I thought that some of these myths were quite interesting of how to become a vampire. So Ooh, I wanted to, to add them. Okay. Okay. So how to become a vampire according to the myths. Okay. A person may become a vampire in a variety of ways, the most common of which is to be bitten by a vampire. Right? That's right. what we all know. Yes. Other methods include sorcery. Ooh, like magic? Like magic. So vampire back in uh, the Slavic regions was also called Strigori or Strigori, which we'll get to in just a minute, Mm -hmm. which also is another word for warlock or witch or sorcerer. So So the vampires are are very tied to witches. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because we think about some vampires having hypnotic powers and being able to influence you. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, so it you know it definitely ties together. Those eyes. Those eyes. But I feel like they're not making, you know, potions or spells. No, not necessarily they aren't doing that. No. But 
you know, where this, where the word originated or the idea of vampire, they were very closely tied together. Okay. So, I don't know. They had some influence over people and they needed to drink your blood, but maybe they were thinking that some of the spells were because they never aged, mm. you know, the, the, they don't die because they're undead. They're not brushing somebody's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that, that a tingled reference? It's a tingled reference. <laughs> I love that movie. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, okay. So other methods include sorcery, committing suicide. Oh, no. Con- Don't do it. Contagion, which we kind of talked about everyone mm-hmm. getting sick. Spread. Right? Yep. Or having, this is my favorite, or having a cat jump over a person's corpse. That's how you become a vampire. A cat. It's not that crazy monster cat, right? Over your just a regular oh! cat. <laughs> that would be cool. No, just a regular cat. A cat jumping over a person's corpse. Doesn't have to be black. Can just no, regular. just a cat. Just jump over a corpse. Jump over a corpse. And then voila, I'm voila, a, you're I'm a, vampire. a vampire. That's how Let's I would want to be a vampire. Right? <laughs> the easiest way to do it. Are you a cat vampire? Oh, that'd be fun. Ooh, Sorry. Oh, you turn into a cat instead of a bat. <gasps> Oh, that'd be so cute. That'd be cute. Okay. Oh, some people believed that babies born with teeth or on Christmas or between Christmas and Epiphany were predisposed to becoming vampires. So you're saying my son's going to be a vampire. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, nice knowing At least he's a good speller. (laughs) (laughs) He's smart. He'll do well. Okay. Uh, While vampires usually, I like this, usually do not die of disease or other normal human afflictions, Uh and they are indeed often said to have faster than normal healing capabilities, there are various methods for their destruction. The most popular of those include a wooden stake through the heart, fire, Fire. decapitation, and exposure to sunlight. Vampires are often depicted as being repelled by garlic. Running water, which I didn't know about running water, but apparently running water repels them. They so, don't like to get clean. I don't know. <laughs> so wait, wait, if I'm just like spilling my water and it's running, right? <laughs> yeah, so. they're like, ah, and they'll run away. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it don't reminds know. me of uh, signs. You just have water everywhere. Oh, yeah, water everywhere. That's okay. right. Oh, cool. Or Christian implements such as crucifixes and holy water. In some stories, vampires may enter a home only if they have been invited. Oh, so that is true. Yes. That's part of Weird. folklore. It so, doesn't necessarily. It's like such a manner, like good manners. Yeah. I can't come in until, you, come in until you invite me in. <laughs> Which, you know, gives you peace of mind. Like, you just don't invite anybody into your house and then you're fine. <laughs> so what if you're, what if you're like in a house that's like not all the way covered? Like, what happens if it doesn't have a roof? I think that? wherever you believe the threshold is of your ah, home, of your dwelling, that's okay. where they can't. Try to put some loopholes in. Magic against <laughs> yeah. sorcery. Your house is, you're trying to find the poke yep. the holes in the loophole. What is it a tent? I love I, it. Is it the same it's thing? It's a tent. Can I come into your dwelling? <laughs> I don't know. But oh. that's only... According to some lore, it's not sure, according to not all of it. Okay. So, you know, there might be some vampires that are just like, I'm, I'm just coming in. I'm walking <laughs> through. And in other stories, they may be distracted by the scatter. This, I love this. They may be distra- distracted by the scattering of objects, such as seeds or grains, that they are compelled to count. They have to count. Count Dracula. It all comes back to Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Rain Man. I was like... Oh, yeah. 
they have, have a, does you he have a disease? You throw seeds and they're like, dang uh. it. Okay. <laughs> a one, a two, a three, a four. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, I hope you have a lot of seed on you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So that it gives thereby it enables potential victims to have enough time to escape because they just just throw it throw it and they're like dang it i have to count it now (laughs) it's hilarious it's weird oh all right so we're going to talk about some famous vampires i'm going to skip some of these famous vampires because we're going to go into detail about who they are so i'll mention their names but we're going to go into detail about a couple of these vampires but some of them are mythological but Mm -hmm. they're known as a vampire in the region that they're from okay that makes sense yes so here's another name that i'm going to mispronounce it it is a scottish name okay bow bowban sith bowban sith sure yes bowban bowban i don't know (laughs) b-a-o-b-h-a-n hey hey that's how you name it or that's how you name it that's how you (laughs) that's her name word That's how you spell it. Hashtag because words. I'm doing it now. I can't. It's fun. I love it. I would do it more if I were doing more story times. (laughs) I'm just as bad as you. Oh, she is a character from Scottish mythology, also called the white woman of the Scottish Highlands. She is a beautiful seductress and blood sucking fairy who prey by night on young travelers in secluded areas. She is one of the oldest vampires. These creatures can be found in natural settings and forests. And they have a little drawing of her. So she's she's more fairy vampire. She's like a fairy vampire. Interesting. It's interesting how cultures view their vampires some of them are very human like uh-huh. some of them are not and they... i have two from the philippines that we're going to talk <gasps> about yeah i thought you'd be excited i am okay now this one you're gonna love okay okay chetty pay okay chetty pay is a witch vampire from folklore stories in india see okay. witch vampire yeah they tie together the word chetty pay means prostitute what Chedipe was a seductress who brings impurity into the home. She was believed to wound or have a sexual affair with a sleeping male victim, which resulted of the wife's suspicion of infidelity. By legend, she visited houses at night, naked, had hypnotic power, cast a spell on the house residents, and sucked blood from men from their toes. That's dirty. <laughs> right? I don't know if I want to get the blood from your toes. Pen, no. That like when I read that, I was like, ah. Well, I wonder if it's just because it's at least suspecting because it, you're not going to really look at your toes. Like you'll feel them. I guess. But you're like, oh, what's that weird feeling in my toe? I, know. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> I feel it in my toes. Well, do, yeah. Do, 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 so do, do, do you think do. then culturally they just decided that women who were a little bit more promiscuous they just gave it more of a vampire title to it that seems to be a theme yeah yes is that they're they're witchy and they're seductress and they're draining the men of all of their will and their blood and their life force and yeah it's just, just women, a man. horrible scapegoat <laughs> yeah, for, totally. for men to be like, it's not my fault that I can't oh, keep it in my a, pants. she's a vampire. Right. No, it's terrible. Ugh. I love this one. Chupacabra. Ooh, yay. 
really? Yeah, Chupacabra. It's a vampire. It's a vampire, yeah. So Chupacabra, right, is a folklore and urban legend creature which sucks blood from livestock, often goats. Mm -hmm. The name came from Chupar, meaning to suck, and Cabra, meaning goat. This vampire-like predator avoids contact with people. The biological explanation for this myth is that people saw canids afflicted by mange, right? Okay. Canidae are a carnivorous family like wolves, dingoes, jackals, and foxes. Mange is a skin disease caused by parasitic mites manifesting as a poor condition of the hairy coat due to the infection. For a while, I was a vet tech, and so I got to treat animals with mange, and it is nasty but it's so rewarding to see them like get better get better but oh mange is nasty man you know i never really tied chupacabra with vampires i knew it sucked the blood from you know animals but duh yeah it's a vampire here's another one that you wouldn't really tie with vampires yeah a ghoul what yeah really a ghoul a ghoul is a character from arabian mythology the word ghoul means to take away it is used for grave diggers by profession, someone who is creepy or a grave robber. It is an evil spirit or monster, undead, devilish, who eats human flesh. Ew, right? I didn't know that. Gross. There are similarities between ghouls and vampires, and it spends time in uninhabited places and burial grounds. Ghoul. Uh, I guess I never really knew what a ghoul meant, because I always thought ghouls ghoul and ghosts stole your kind of, soul yeah. Flesh. They eat your flesh. Gross. Gross. I don't like yeah. that. Okay. Lamia. Lamia is a character from Greek mythology. She was a queen of Libya and became a demon who ate and devoured children. No. She was described as a serpentine or just having a serpent's tail below the waist or a snake skin wrapped around her arms and waist. Mm. Lamia was a mistress of God Zeus. His wife, Hera, became jealous, turned Lamia into an immortal monster, and killed her children. Man, these gods are always so mad at each other. Oh, my gosh. They're so violent, (laughs) and they're just mad. I'm like, you're a god. Like, you can do whatever you want. Why are you angry? They're constantly (laughs) angry and constantly revenging on everybody. It's like, you have nothing to be bored. You have no worries. You're literally a god. You can... You have and do. Oh, that's what like, you, you just touched it, though. They're bored. They yeah, can they're do bored. whatever they want. They're just bored. Uh. Uh. <laughs> okay. Now, this one, I don't know why this word trips me up. Lemures? Lemurs? <laughs> right? It looks like lemurs, but I don't think it is. No, but. I'm sure I'm wrong. Okay. I don't know. Roman mythology. Yes, they're Lem- characters. Lemures. Sure. We'll make I'm it fancier sure. than it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> they are characters from Roman mythology, people who died unnaturally and violently or are not buried properly become restless spirits. Oh, it's like the Japanese. It is. Yokai. Yokai. Okay. Lemurs are shades of the wandering spirit. They are trapped between the underworld and living world. They can be vengeful. Sure. Lemurs are presented as darkness, oh. spirits fear, formless shades, mm. terrifying and grotesque appearances so but they drink blood why are they considered i don't know why they're considered vampires other than they're just an undead restless soul that's then they're yokai yeah yokai isn't that fun though that they share a common i love it when that happens Mm, i know it's my favorite Yeah. yeah i love it it makes it more real yeah okay here we come to our first character from the philippines yes so 
I'm sorry. I'm going to say this wrong. I would probably too. <laughs> <laughs> Menangal. Ooh. Menangal. There's three in. There's three in. Menangal. Um, like banana. Menangal. Menangal. Okay. Is the creature from the Philippines. He's a Philippine mythology. Mm-hmm. It is a half human and half bat. Oh, hey. We have our first bat. Yay. Hey. I'm wondering when we get to that. Yeah. So this must be where the bat idea of vampires turning into bats comes into play from the Philippines. The word menangal, did I do it right? Sure. Enough ends. <laughs> means to separate or to remove itself. It is usually described as a scary female monster who can separate her torso and spread huge bat-like wings. Whoa. She attacks people in their sleep and sucks their blood. Ugh. Legends say that menangal, menangal, Get those extra eggs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Prey on pregnant women and Ooh. suck the hearts of the fetus oh. with her long tongue. No. She's not very nice. I don't like it. Why are they all female? You notice that? Yeah. Common theme. Common theme. Oh, man. Okay. Strigoi. Mm. Strigoi, also known as vampires. Like <laughs> it does, right? Strigoi. They're called Strigoi. <laughs> <laughs> That's what plays in the I love that. Uh, They are also known as vampires, are beings from Romanian mythology. Mm-hmm. It is believed that they have superhuman speed and strength, shapeshift ability, hence turning into bats, mm-hmm. right? Immortality, astral projection, Ooh. and invisibility. Invisibility, right? Must that must be where like we get the idea heroes. that we can't see, like, because they can't see vampires can't see the reflections. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's kind of where that. That's I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Strigoi can manifest as a poltergeist no. or a troublesome ghost. Strigoi are considered lethargic <laughs> and drowsy during the day. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know humans like that. I know. I must be a strigoi because I'm lethargic and drowsy in the day. In the day. And active during the night. They attack their victims during the night, leaving teeth marks Ooh. on the corpses. Strigoi. strigoi. They're called Strigoi. Here we have our second Filipino. Yes. Uh, I can say this one. Whack, whack. <laughs> <laughs> whack, whack. Whack, whack. Okay. Is a vampire-like creature in, the Philipp- in Philippine folklore and mythology. They have bird-like characteristics and prey as vampires at night. They cut out their victims and usually eat the victim's hearts. Their name describes the wing flapping sound when they hunt. So that's why. (laughs) (laughs) This sound is usually just a gecko animal sound. Sometimes they are described as vampires, witches, even shapeshifters who take a form of a bird or a bat. So it's another bat. It's another bat like creature from the Philippines. So I love because if you guys haven't figured out by now, Nicole is half Filipino and I love that she chose to make a a bat for this. You're playing into your culture. (laughs) (laughs) I did it accidentally. I love it. That's fun. And then we have our our last mythological vampire creature from around the world that we're going to talk about who is Lilith. Oh, we know Lilith. We do know Lilith. Mm -hmm. Lilith is a mythological creature that has over the past few thousand years been in connection with many myths and legends. Her fame and popularity made it into one of the most popular female demons in modern vampire culture. So Lilith, we had to throw you in there because, you know. Another female. Another female. Mm. Lots of female vampires. Yeah. However, However. we're going to talk about the first 
vampire. Ooh, the first the first historic vampire cool. that we know of. Okay. And it's a male. Ha ha. So oh, hey. not a female vampire. All right. So the first vampire, and I'm going to butcher the name Uh-oh. because, he, and it's Croatian. These, these are my people. I shouldn't be able. I shouldn't. Got this. Okay. Jore Grando Alilovic. Oh, okay. Yes. You did it. We're going to do that. Okay. okay. So he lived from 1579 to 1656. Mm, way back then. Yes. He was a villager from the region of Istria in modern day Croatia who may have been the first real person described as a vampire in historical records. Cool. He was referred to as Strigon. Oh, the right? Strigoi? Yes, okay. Strigoi. A local word for something resembling a vampire and a warlock. Wow. Right? Vampire wow. witch. He was a stonemason, and his wife Ivana bore him two children, Anna and Nicola. Oh, I like that name. Yay. He died in 1656 due to illness, but according to legend, returned from the grave that night as a vampire and terrorized his village (gasps) until his decapitation in 1672. Wow. Right. The legend tells that for 16 years after his death, Yore would arise from his grave by night and terrorize the village. The village priest named Giorgio, who had buried Yore 16 years previously, discovered that at night, somebody who would knock on the doors around the village and on whichever door he knocked, someone from that house would die within the next few days. That's messed up. Right? It's like the ring. (laughs) You got a few days. (laughs) You got a few days. Did not not anyone not check his grave and be like, oh. Funny you mentioned that. Yes, they did. Okay. Yore also appeared to his terrified widow, Ivana, in her bedroom, who described the corpse as looking as though he was smiling and gasping for breath and would then sexually assault her. (gasps) Right? Right. When Father Giorgio eventually came face to face with a vampire, he held out a cross in front of him and yelled, Behold, Jesus Christ, you vampire, stop tormenting us. That was dramatic, right? That was really good. like that. Okay. I like even shook <laughs> I my fist. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> the bravest of the villagers led by the prefect Miho Raditic chased and tried to kill the vampire by piercing his heart with a hawthorn stick, but failed because the stick just bounced off his chest. <laughs> it's probably a thin stick. Right? Wait, why is a hawthorn? Is that a specific sim- symbol of something? It's, here? it's a wood. I'm assuming that it's like a, a, thicker? a hardwood. Okay. I don't know. But okay. it, that's the type of wood that he chose, a hawthorn stick. Okay. But it just bounced off his chest. Got it. One night later, nine people went to the graveyard mm. carrying lamps, a cross, and a hawthorn stick. Another hawthorn stick. Right? That because must be something the first symbolic. one was so effective. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it again. Get another one. Right? They dug up Yore's coffin and found a perfectly preserved corpse with a smile on its oh, face. Oh, so happy. Father Giorgio said, Look, Strigon, there is Jesus Christ who saved us from hell and died for us. And you, Strigon, you cannot have peace. Then they tried to pierce his heart again, but the stick could not penetrate what its flesh. Use a different piece of wood, people. <laughs> Get a this, log. This had me rolling. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. With the same one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. After some exorcism prayers, Stepan Milosic, one of the villagers, took a saw and sawed the head off Get the it. corpse. Yes. Thank you for not trying to use the stick a third time. <laughs> 
As soon as the saw tore his skin, the vampire screamed oh. and blood started to flow from the cut. Oh. According to folklore, peace finally returned to the region after Yore's decapitation. Oh, yeah. I can't come back now. Right? So that's, this is a real person. That's and apparently creepy. this really happened in, in the Croatia in the 1500s. Crazy, right? No, I don't like it. So that's our first real vampire that we're going to talk about. We'll talk about a couple more. That's cool. But we're going to move on through history and talk about what we associate as what a modern day vampire is, right? Yeah. So the modern incarnation of vampire myth seems to have stemmed largely from the Gothic European literature of the 18th and 19th centuries, mm -hmm. about the time vampire hysteria was peaking in Europe. Vampiric figures appeared in the 18th century poetry, such as Heinrich August Ossenfelder's Der Vampir in mm -hmm. 1748. That was good. Thank you. It's German. No, you got the German. <laughs> About a seemingly vampiric narrator who seduces an innocent maiden. So male vampire seducing. A, so right. we're, okay, we're okay. finally we're teen boys even. here. Okay. Vampire poems began appearing in English about the turn of the 19th century, such as John Stagg's The Vampire in 1810 mm. and Lord Byron's The Gower. Gower? Jower? Jower? <laughs> yes. I said Jower because it's G-I, right? G-I-A-O-U-R. Yeah, yeah, no. Jower. If it's Italian, but I don't know what language oh, that is, so no. I don't know. Because Lord Byron is English. Yeah. So, so who just knows? Made it up. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a prose vampire st story okay. in 1813. The first prose vampire story published in English mm -hmm. is believed to be John Polidori's The Vampire in 1819 mm. about a mysterious aristocrat named Lord Ruthven who seduces young women only to drain their blood and disappear. So there's some controversy about this vampire story and we're going to talk about that right now okay in 1816 which became known as the year without a summer oh really Pol was yes. it cold i i'm yes <laughs> yes i don't know okay 1800s. Pol polidori entered lord byron's services as his personal physician Ooh, okay. and accompanied him on a trip through europe Publisher John Murray offer, offered Polidori 500 English pounds to keep a diary of their travels, mm -hmm. which Polidori's nephew, William Michael Rossetti, later edited. At the Villa Diodati, a house Byron rented by Lake Geneva in Switzerland, the pair met with Mary Wollstonecraft Goodwin, her husband-to-be, Percy Bysshe Shelley, Mary Shelley, Hi. anybody? And their companion, Mary's stepsister, Claire Claremont. Nice. Right? Yeah. Now, this might start ringing bells with this party altogether. Okay. Because, yes, it is what you're thinking. Yeah. One night in June, after the company had read aloud from Phantasmagoriana, a French collection of German horror tales, Ooh. Byron suggested that they each write a ghost story. Oh, fun. Percy Bysshe Shelley wrote a fragment of a ghost story and wrote down five ghost stories recounted by Matthew Gregory Monk Lewis, mm. published posthumously as the journal at Geneva, including ghost stories. Mm. Mary Shelley worked on a tale that would later evolve into... Frankenstein. Yay. Byron wrote and quickly abandoned a fragment of a story called A Fragment <laughs> featuring the main character Augustus Darvel, which Polidori used later as the basis for The Vampire. Fun. 
Polidori's conversation. This is just a little side note mm-hmm. because, you know, if Mary Shelley is there, we have to do this. Yes. Polidori's conversation with Percy Bysshe Shelley on the 15th of June in 1816, because remember, he kept a diary and this diary was later published. That's right. So we have this information as recounted in the diary is regarded as the origin or genesis of Frankenstein. They discussed the nature of the principle of life. And this is a quote from the journal on June 15th. Shelley, etc., came in the evening. Afterwards, Shelley and I had a conversation about principles, whether man was to be thought merely an instrument. Hmm. So that's a quote from from his little diary there. I had to throw it in. Thought provoking. Yes. Dismissed by Byron, Polidori traveled in Italy and then returned to England. His story, The Vampire, which featured the main character, Lord Ruthven, was published in the April 1819 issue of New Monthly Magazine without his permission. Oh, no. Right? Not cool. Not cool. Much to both his and Byron's chagrin, The Vampire was released as a new work by Byron. Mm. So this is where the controversy comes out. A lot of people were like, oh, Byron wrote this. Right. No, No. it was his doctor. (laughs) Smart doctor. Yes. Byron's own vampire story, Fragment of a Novel, or A Fragment, was published in 1819 in an attempt to clear up the confusion, but for better or worse, the vampire continued to be attributed to him. Those works and others inspired subsequent material for the stage. Later, important vampire stories, including the serial Varney the Vampire or The Feast of Blood in 1845 through 1847 Mm -hmm. and The Mysterious Stranger in 1853, which are cited as possible early influences for Bram Stoker's... I said his name (laughs) wrong! Sounds like a porn name. La, la, la. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I can't cut that because that was too funny. Okay. Which are cited as possible early influences for Brom Stoker's Dracula in 1897 which is 80 something years later yeah so they all kind of contributed yeah or well he read them i'm guessing and yeah 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 yeah. they they played a big influence on him so now we're going to talk about dracula because we have to yes we do before writing dracula stoker met armin vambari I'm going to say that right. A Hungarian Jewish writer and traveler. Dracula likely emerged from Vambri's dark stories of the Carpathian Mountains. So that's where he kind of envisioned the setting. Sure. Stoker then spent several years researching Central and East European folklore and mythological stories of vampires. The 1972 book In Search of Dracula by Radu Florescu and Raymond McNally claimed that the Count in Stoker's novel was based on Vlad III. Yes. Dracula. Yeah. That's the popular. Yep. Yep. Vlad the Impaler. Yep. However, according to Elizabeth Miller, who is another historian uh, of Bram Stoker, Mm -hmm. Stoker borrowed only the name and scraps of miscellaneous information about Romanian history. Hmm. Further, there are no comments about Vlad III in the author's working notes. Hmm. Dracula is an epistolatory novel written as a collection of realistic but completely fictional diary entries, telegrams, letters, ship's logs, and newspaper clippings, all of which added to a level of detailed realism Mm. to the story, a skill which Stoker had developed as a newspaper writer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it makes sense, sense, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? It all comes together. Yeah. 
At the time of its publication, Dracula was considered a straightforward horror novel. <laughs> straightforward. <laughs> there is no around. beating around the bush. <laughs> this is a horror it's novel. A horror. <laughs> Based on imaginary creations of supernatural life, mm. it gave form to a universal fantasy and became part of popular culture. Yes, it did. Dracula is arguably the most important work of vampire fiction. The tale of the Transylvanian Count who uses supernatural abilities, including mind control and shape-shifting, to prey upon innocent victims inspired countless works thereafter. Many popular vampire characteristics, such as methods of survival and destruction, vampires as aristocracy, and even vampires being of Eastern European origin, were solidified in this popular novel, and especially through its 1931 film adaptation starring Hungarian-born actor Bela Lugosi. Mm, that's right. The novel itself is thought by some to have been inspired in part by the cruel acts of the 15th century prince Vlad III, Dracula of Transylvania, also known as the Impaler, and Countess Elizabeth Bathory, who was believed to have murdered dozens of young women during the 16th and 17th centuries in order to bathe in or possibly drink their blood so as to preserve her own vitality. I love her story because it's so morbid. <laughs> it is. And there's so much controversy surrounding yeah. her story because a lot of people think that it was like the witch trials in, yeah. in Salem that people were after her land and after her um, aristocracy. Right, right. Um, because that's when the Habsburgs were coming into power. Mm -hmm. And so it was basically a witch hunt. Mm -hmm. But then other people are like, no, there were no. 300 people that came yeah, forward the, and they said they saw all the of this. servants, and, man. They were all disappearing left and right, apparently. It, and and members of the lower gentry. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about her okay. in a second. We're going to get I to really her. I really like her story. But we're I don't think she's a vampire. I don't think so either. And I don't think Vlad III is a vampire. And I'm no, going to prove it no. to you. Oh, no. I know that for sure. I love <laughs> but, his story. But yeah, he's not a vampire. These are popular ideas yeah. of vampires, but they aren't. But they so. keep getting passed around so much to the point where they start saying, oh, yeah, no, he did this. And they're like, no, no, no he didn't at all. No. So. so let's talk about Vlad III. Okay. And Yay. then we're going to talk about Elizabeth after that. Okay. So Vlad the Third, or Vlad the Impaler, was the voivode. Did I say it right? <laughs> of Wallachia, <laughs> three times between the fort between 1448 and his death in 1476 or 77. Mm -hmm. So the voivode means warlord. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he was the ruler, but like a military ruler. Correct. Right. He had his power based on his military strength. Yeah, he was good at it. The name. Dracula, which is now primarily known as the name of vampire, mm -hmm. was for centuries known as the nickname of Vlad III. Mm -hmm. Diplomatic reports and popular stories referred to him as Dracula already in the 15th century. He himself signed two letters as Dragulia mm -hmm. or Draculia in the late 1470s. His name had its origins in the nickname of his father, Vlad Dracul, or Vlad the dragon. That's right. It means dragon, yep. people. In medieval Romanian, Dracul is dragon. I like that. Right? Who received it after becoming a member of the Order of the Dragon? So he's Makes Vlad sense. the Dragon. Yep. Dracula is the Slavonic genitive form of Dracul, meaning the son of mm. Dracul. 
or of the dragon. So he's the son of the dragon. Yep. That's why he signs Dracula. That's what that is. I love it. <laughs> However, in modern Romanian, Dracul means the devil. Uh, so no. that contribute, contributed to Vlad's reputation sure. from that point well, on. He was right? pretty, pretty cruel. He was pretty cruel. So yeah. Vlad the Third is known as Vlad Tepes or Vlad the Impaler in Romanian his historiography. This nickname is connected to the impalement, which was his favorite method of execution. Yeah. So that's why Vlad the Impaler, mm -hmm. he wasn't a vampire, but he was gory in his murders. Pretty much. <laughs> Chop your head off. Yup. Yup, yup, yup. Uh, now we're going to talk about Elizabeth Bathory. Yay! Okay, Bathory and four of her servants were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and women between 1590 and 1610. Her servants were put on trial and convicted, whereas Bathory was confined to her home. And she was imprisoned within her castle, Castle of... <laughs> I'm going to say this wrong. We had it. I know. I forgot it. I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to spell it for you guys and okay. you guess. Yeah. C-S-E-J-T-E. Chesje? So bad. She this. was imprisoned in her castle. There you go. Basically, she was under house arrest. Yeah. The charges levied against Bathory have been described by several historians as a witch hunt. Mm -hmm. Other writers, such as Michael Farron in 1989, have said that the accusations against Bathory were supported by testimony from more than 300 individuals, some of whom described physical evidence and the presence of mutilated, dead, dying, Ew. and imprisoned girls found at the time of her arrest. Ugh. In 2018... Article for Historical Science Review. Ah, <laughs> Alexandra Bartosewicz. Uh, sure. Bartosewicz said that when Bartory was persecuted, the accusations were a spectacle to destroy her family's influence in the region, which was considered a threat to the political interests of her neighbors, including the Habsburg Empire. Mm -hmm. Stories about Bartory quickly became part of national folklore. Legends describing her vampiric tendencies, such as the tale that she bathed in the blood of virgins to retrain her youth, were generally recorded years after her death and are considered unreliable. Mm. Some insist she inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula. Although Stoker's notes on the novel provided no direct evidence to support this hypothesis. Nicknames and literary epithets attributed to her include the Blood Countess mm -hmm. and Countess Dracula. That's fun. Yeah. So a lot of controversy. Do you think she... It's hard to say. Like you said, it could be all just hearsay at the end. Just yeah. to kind of damage her name. But... I wasn't there, so yeah. I, can't, I have no idea. <laughs> Or maybe I was pretty, in a past life. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but the, the idea that, how did they come up with that idea? Some of it has to have some truth bearing to it. Right. If they found, you know, it was 20 something years that mm -hmm. she was murdering yeah. young women. Yeah. Like members of the gentry, lower members of the gentry would send their daughters to, right, right. to learn from her. Mm -hmm. She was supposed to be teaching them and uh. instead torturing and killing them. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know, but very interesting. That's 
pretty crazy. But no, I don't think she's a vampire. Yeah, I don't think so. Although vampires had by the 20th century largely become creatures of fantasy, urban myths about vampires continued to persist. As late as the early 20th century, some villages in Bulgaria still practice corpse impaling. Uh, right? Why? Because they think they're vampires. Still, no. In Shut the, their head off. Right? <laughs> in the 1960s and 70s, a vampire was believed to haunt Highgate Cemetery in London. Ooh. Right? Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And in the early 20th century, rumors of vampires caused uproar in Malawi and England alike. What? So our ideas of vampires from the Gothic era, the 18th and 19th century in Bram Stoker, they've evolved to where they are more human-like. Sure. And now we have Twilight. <laughs> you know what my favorite is? What? Blade. Blade? Because he's a superhero. He's so cool. <laughs> and then we have like different versions of how vampires exist. So I was thinking of I Am Legend. Those, yeah, they're zombie vampires. They're though, right? zombie vampires, but yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a zombie vampire because they can't be in the sunlight. That's right. That's right. So that's what makes them kind of vampiric. But that that. came from a cure for cancer. Right. So interesting, right? So we have all these ideas of what vampires look like now. Mm -hmm. Anywhere from the traditional Anne Rice interview with a vampire, traditional kind of vampire. Almost romantic. Very romantic. Uh, That which gave to (laughs) Twilight. (laughs) Right. Now we very much romanticize the vampires Mm -hmm. and we find them irresistible and sexy. And so there's a lot of that seductive nature about vampires. Diamond skin. Diamond skin. They're vegetarians because yeah. they don't eat human blood. <laughs> I Yes, I read all of the Twilight I novels. Did too. I'm not going to deny it. Because it was just so easy to read. They were easy to read. It was a fun story. Yeah. And they're harmless vampires. But I, I got into reading a lot of vampire lore even as a, a an adult. Yeah. I read a bunch of vampire lore about different ideas of who vampires are Mm -hmm. and how they exist in the world a lot of them are very much tied to witchcraft a lot of vampire lore is also tied to werewolves Mm -hmm. as you know in twilight they're tied to werewolves uh, which i find interesting as well Mm -hmm. but it's like another we've definitely humanized vampires and now we're to a point where we love them yep. <laughs> like people want to be them people want to be them yeah. so speaking of people being vampires mm-hmm. i found some interviews yes with vampires all right so the request was that i actually interview a real live vampire which i didn't know how to go about doing that so in researching i found articles that Yay. were interviews of real life vampires Perfect. and so the way vampirism exists in the world today is a little bit different than what we think of in these romantic oh, novels. Sure. There is a condition called, and I'm not going to say this right, but I'm going to try. Okay. Hematomania. Hematomania. It's like a, okay. Okay. Right. Hematomania, <laughs> hematomania, which causes somebody to crave to drink blood. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are societies all over the world many societies in all of the states in the U.S. Mm-hmm. where people that have this compulsion or condition join the society and they gather together. They do a lot of charity work. They do a lot of things, but they also keep it very secret and very private because it's 
you know, a very taboo thing to have this need to drink blood. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about this and and I'm going to read this article that I found. I think this one, I I read a bunch of articles, but this one I pulled from The Guardian. Okay, real quick. Hematomania, I mean, it's a craving, but do you think it's something that they're lacking something in their blood or their body? I'm not sure. I never got huh. that far in the science of I it. I bet it so is, right? I'm they probably sure have like is. low iron or something that makes them their makes body them really crave want it. to crave the blood. Yeah. But there are two types of vampires that we're going to talk about too. Okay. So there are the ones that are blood vampires and then there are the liquid. Ones- no. <laughs> a random liquid? No, that are that oh. are life force vampires. Oh, oh, they suck oh, your oh, energy. Oh, right? I know real people like that. Right? <laughs> Have you seen uh, what they do in the shadows? Have you um, seen that TV I've show? I've tried watching it. I have tried. I've only seen like one or two episodes. Though. Oh, okay. Get going on it because it's really, really fun. And okay. it's really, really funny. But they do have life force vampires that, that come in and exist. And when <laughs> no. when this life force vampire comes and lives in the house, all the other vampires are like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Because that's are, what he does. Oh, I know. There are people that do that to me. I know. So. I've, I've had students <laughs> <laughs> where I've literally fallen asleep because they've oh, just drained no. me so much. Yep. Okay. Okay. So no one knows what causes hematomania or the craving to drink blood. Those who experience it describe it as an intense thirst-like sensation and addiction with withdrawal-like symptoms. Whoa. Animal, animal blood or rare steaks may act as substitutes, but mm. for most vampires, nothing beats fresh blood. It's like impossible meat to real meat. Right. <laughs> you just Sorry. can't beat the real thing. Not the same. Frequency and amount vary, but for many, a few teaspoons once a week is enough. This naturally is supplemented with a normal diet. After all, real vampires are humans with human needs. They still need that nutrition. They still need to eat real food. Got it's it. not all blood, but they need that as well to make them feel healthy. Most people, uh, and this is a direct quote from a vampire. So this is the interview with a vampire. Ooh, fun. Most people are able to maintain healthy energy levels throughout through diet, exercise, social interactions, and the occasional cappuccino, says Matricus. We've had to develop alternative means to sate our energy needs. Not all drink blood either. The community generally acknowledges two types of vampires, the blood vampires or sanguinarians, and the psychic or energy vampires who drain off life force, also known as prana or chi, Mm. rather than blood from others, right? Mm -hmm. We do not identify with fictional characters, supernatural powers, or immortality, nor do we have any difficulty distinguishing between fantasy and reality, Matricus says, adding that if anything, pop culture is catching up to them. So remember how I talked about how they're becoming more human-like and more like... Pop culture is catching up to the idea of they're just people, Hmm. right? Interesting. Real vampires, he says, have existed as an organized community for nearly 30 years and in in solitary for far longer. As there is no test for vampirism, everyone is welcome and it is remarkably diverse crowd, ranging from doctors, lawyers, soldiers, scientists, artists, teachers, and parents of all age, gender, ethnicity, and religion. Some choose to align with like-minded through courts and houses, though the majority, he says, do not. Hmm. If there's one thing real vampires seem to have in common, it is their reluctance to tell the world about who and what they are. So 
because it's a very taboo thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then I read a little bit further. I'm like, how do they get the blood that they want to drink? And people are donors. People sign up to be a donor. What? Right? And it's a very very medical procedure. Yep. So it's a very medical procedure. They have their blood regularly tested for disease Mm -hmm. because you don't want to transfer a a blood disease. So they always make sure the blood is clean because Mm -hmm. they are people. They can get diseases from the blood. So the blood is tested and they make a small incision with a scalpel in a fleshy part of the body that doesn't lead to scarring and they extract the blood and then I'm sure it is very sanitarily transferred to so it's not like a needle where they do that in like the when you're actually doing a blood transfusion I guess not that's what I read they Whoa. they do a scalpel incision and weird okay. so but rarely do they drink directly from the person unless they really know that person you know oh, but a um, more intimate right yeah so anyway isn't that interesting very so that's what I have for story time today. Wow, that was awesome. Yay. I love so Brittany, it. I hope I did you proud. That's <laughs> I learned a lot more than I thought I did about vampires. Oh good. Yeah. Okay, and good. Different characters. That was really cool to, yeah. to hear about. So that was a great. Yay. Good job. So if you guys enjoyed story time or if you have a request for us, you can always email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. So please drop us a line. We will write you back. We love talking to our community and getting to know you guys. Totally. Also, if you want to become a patron, you can do that by jumping over to our Podbean. You go to podbean.com, look up the Ominous Stitch podcast and click on a little button that says patron and you can become a patron. We'll send you stuff. We'll send you shout outs and just kind of deepen our connection with each other and our community. Uh, wow. Okay. Good I'm job. exhausted. You is it, it movie time? You did a good job, but it is <laughs> movie time. It's movie time. This week's movie is The Invitation. The Invitation. Released in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. New one. IMDb rating of 5.3 stars. The synopsis. A young woman is courted and swept off her feet only to realize a gothic conspiracy is afoot. I liked this movie. I liked it too. <laughs> it was so good. First of all, it has Melisande, so I was so excited. You're so cute when you said that. You're like, oh, oh, she turns to me. I was like, yeah, that's her. Huh? I and I looked her up some more. I didn't realize she is British, but yeah, she's British, but she did she a full on American accent. She pulls it, that American accent like it. She was American, right? It confused me. Yeah, me <laughs> too. Like, you are British. What are you doing? Yeah, she did. Uh, I don't oh, know. She's if that so maybe good. she's just lived in America longer or something. But I she don't know. It was did good. Great. I could even tell she was she is beautiful and i love her yeah she was a great actress yes good good casting yes good casting all around so if you haven't seen this movie go see it first and then it is on netflix yes go watch it we highly recommend it i'm surprised it got 5.3 stars only 5.3 that's what i said yeah 5.3 so um, no 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 no. it needs more than that (laughs) but i love it it's a it's a fun modern way of spoiler alert to draw in uh, a family to kind of pass on the vampire vampire line line. Yeah. yeah and i thought that was really cool and they did a good job i thought it was really cool okay so ah i don't know how to do this this isn't really a spoiler for the movie 
watch the movie, watch the movie, watch the movie, watch the movie. Yeah, but go see it. here is the debate. Okay. Would you choose to join the family or would you <laughs> not? I want to get your opinion first. I think I would join the family. <laughs> would you? You would too. <laughs> I, see I your face. <laughs> would. I think about I'm like, am I a horrible person no, if I said yes? I would totally join the family. <laughs> the vampire is pretty hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but like in to have her, all that power for her in that for her in her situation I, she, I'm what like, is she missing out on she, right? she's that's a failing, what I was thinking too like she, she's cater like or she, she's well she, she wants she's trying to get her MFA right right but she's she just went, doing like she's side doing jobs side jobs and she's feeling she's like a, a failed artist yeah she's a ceramic yeah artist but she can do that when she's a vampire yeah, she has a. She, if she was a vampire, she'd have a nice home. She, she, they had the whole potting room yes, for her. Yes, like they had, she everything had everything in her fingertips, and all she'd have to do is sorry, sacrifice. I mean, you can get some people off the street, I guess. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I was like it's a small sacrifice to live forever. Her humanity was too strong. Yes, it was. Yeah. She was. She really did feel. I think it's because of that. That hustle the side hustles that she really felt for the servants because that really yeah played a she, big it, part it of it made her, yeah it made her feel like she was one of them yeah she was more in tune she related with to who them. they are yeah other than the new family yeah that she could the rich joined. the rich people so yeah yeah I felt really bad feeling that way too <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay the movie would have been a very different movie but uh, watch it watch it watch it watch it the see it and then let us mean. know if you agree with with <laughs> how it ended yes like where she went how she thought how of she, the whole way yeah, to get out of it and where she went from there on yeah was cool was and really I understand cool. and I respect it and good for her awesome sure watch the movie let us know <laughs> are you team join the family <laughs> Are you team Alexander or are you team Jackson? Okay. Right. Wasn't that her last name I or believe, Johnson? I don't remember. Jackson or Johnson. Sure. Sure. Which team are you on? Nicole and I are team Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a terrible DeVille. Well, yes. DeVille is the. The vampire. Is the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Lord. Lord, Lord DeVille. So anyway, what a good name. But it was you you hit it on the head when you were texting me because um, it was a really beautiful movie. The uh -huh. way that everything was set up and it, the cinematography, the house. Th there was a lot of foreshadowing. You're like, yeah. oh, why are they panning to that? Oh, why? Are they, oh, duh, duh. That's going to yeah. come later, obviously. Yeah. But I thought it was really well done mm -hmm. and it could have gone a lot of ways to make a vampire movie right yeah 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 but this was really i thought pretty. it was like a really it was it was a fresh take on a traditional vampire yes. story yeah i liked it a lot yeah i thought it was really cool and the only other thing though it, it reminded me of a movie i don't know if you've seen it and i can't remember it at the top of my head but it, it was a recent release where she became a bride of a family and then they had to like play a game and hunt her down do you remember yes that? i didn't see the movie but okay. i do know what movie you're talking I about yes. the title of it i like that movie and it really uh -huh. reminded me of this but oh, just not a supernatural well, no no there was some supernatural elements to that movie huh. too so never mind so they had a little we'll have to watch that one yeah sometime. that one's a good one but yeah no i think the the cast 
was so cool and the way they filmed it a new take on a vampire movie mm-hmm. but uh, tales are strikes time. a real thing oh the birds the birds are those, those real i think so carnivorous birds yeah. that like okay. impale oh shrikes man Shrike, are they right? real let us know no, wait wait we're looking it yeah. up but let oh my gosh how crazy but they're tiny oh they're tiny little birds but they are absolutely brutal way of killing large prey that's what like they said oh weird the family name let me give you some some cool facts the family name and that of the largest genus lanius is derived from the latin word for butcher Ah, <laughs> and some shrikes are also known as butcher birds because of their feeding habits. There you go. Oh man, and they do impale prey. Oh, that's a good bird to throw in the vampire story. I, cool. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, yeah, but I really like this movie. I around. like it too. We highly recommend. Go watch. I'm going to yeah. How many stitches? Disagree with that five three. That's dumb, and probably because I have you know sentimental. I love I love Melisande. What is her real name? Oh. She's just going to be Melisande to me. For you. No, don't do that. Hold I on. know. Uh, Natalie Emmanuel. Natalie Emmanuel. I love you. You are <laughs> awesome. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. And I really loved her wedding dress. Oh, <gasps> I know. <laughs> Nicole texted me and she's okay. Watch it for the wedding dress. Watch it for the dresses in she general. She did wear they a really pretty beautiful. red dress. Yeah. yeah, that red dress was way cool. I love that one too. But her wedding dress, I was like, I want that dress. It was so pretty. It was Just cool. simple and simple, but really embroidered. I loved yeah. it. Um, but Very yeah, how many, how many stitches? Oh yeah, stitches. I'm going to say like eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah, good. It was good. Yeah, I, I liked eight, it. Yeah, eight stitches. Now I don't know if I could stitch to it. I could not stitch. Right, to it. you it's had to too pretty. You had to watch it. Yeah, you want to watch it. It's too pretty. Like I, I like would look down here and there, but like I was like, oh no, I, if I missed something, I didn't want to. Yeah, do it. if you're doing a mindless stitch, sure, you could do it. If you don't have to watch your hands and count <laughs> and count, because <laughs> I have to do that all the time. Yeah. But yeah, really good movie. It was a good one. I'm I so glad it. I picked that one. I'm so glad too. Yay, good Yay! movie. <laughs> so I guess that's it. I guess we reached the end of another amazing episode. That was a really fun episode. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. I love learning about vampires. Uh, it was fun. I had a lot of fun researching it. I've loved vampire lore. Mm-hmm. You know, like most <laughs> girls do at some point in their life, you go through <laughs> vampires. I don't know why that is. That romanticizing of it again, yeah, you know, yeah. so I get it. But anyway, so thank you, Brittany, for suggesting that. Yes. And I guess that's it. So uh, until next time, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Stitchers.